Hello, Internet. My name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. Did we do the same thing on the last Yeah, we did. We did. Recycling or something. It's a homage. It's a running joke. We find it hard to come up with new stuff for two 30 Rock podcasts. They had to do it for 138 30 Rock episodes. Well done, 30 Rock. Yes. You made it. Well, in this week's Screenberry Review, we're going to be looking at the final season of 30 Rock. Yeah, it's over, so this will probably also be our final 30 Rock podcast. <laughs> our last chance to think, sing the theme song. Yes. <laughs> so, seven seasons. It's had a pretty good run. Yeah, it has. I think the first season wasn't a huge ratings hit, so they really stuck with it. Uh, they won three Emmys for Best Comedy Series. That's a pretty... Impressive haul. Not too many shows have won a won three best series awards. Up there with the elites like Modern Family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dirty uh, Rock, one of only two shows to have won best comedy series in the past six years. <laughs> now I've been a huge fan of Thirty Rock for quite some years. Unfortunately in the last podcast I said season six was a little bit of a step down, so mm. A bit at stake, final season, if this is a letdown as well, no chance to redeem themselves. So I had quite a lot invested in this last season. I was hoping it would be a good one. And you want one of your favourite shows and a show that, you know, I think D-Rock has a place in TV history to end well. Yeah, you want them to wrap things up nicely. So let's get into season seven, talk about some of the main plot points, and we're going to include spoilers. Yes. So I guess as a comedy, it doesn't rely too much on the plot points. But if you don't want to know what happens in the final season, if you haven't watched it yet, there are going to be spoilers. I think this is the final season of 30 Rock. People are going to want our opinion on how they ended it. Yeah. So Liz, Liz Lemon, she wants it all. She wants the career and a partner and a baby. Yes. She's been trying to juggle these things for quite some time. Now, we made predictions in the last 30 Rock podcast. And... I didn't do too well in my Homeland predictions. No. Let's see how I did on uh, 30 Rock predictions. Well, you did a bit better this time. (laughs) Uh, Who's she going out with this season and last season? Chris. Chris. No H, two S's. A cat. Oh. Um, (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, yeah, she's going out with Chris. You thought that'd be the person that Lizard end up with at the end of the series? Yeah. I did not. Yes, 1-0. I was wrong. (laughs) I was wrong about that. I was happy with this. I like Chris. I think Chris is really funny and well-suited for Liz. I I think some of her other boyfriends, like Dennis, have been really, really funny. But of the people she's been with, I think Chris is the person I most wanted her to be with at the end. Mm. Uh, Yeah, he's okay. I think he's fine. (laughs) Part of me would have loved her and Floyd. To end up together, just because he was a character from season one, that had a pretty good relationship back then, and like it just would have been a callback to season one. Yeah, I think that makes sense. But I think it's better if you can find someone who's new and better. Yeah, and Chris, Chris is better. I like Chris. Chris and is hilarious. Did they do something like? Did they do something with Floyd a couple of seasons ago, where like he was married or something? I don't know. It made him kind of douchey. I yeah, think, I think season two ago. Yeah. Bad move, guys. <laughs> now, Liz and Chris get married. <laughs> How do you think that went? 
Well, Liz is a bit of a modern, forward-thinking woman. She doesn't need the big wedding to live up to society's expectations of women. But when she was saying she didn't want it to be a big deal and she just wanted to sign the paper or whatever, I didn't want that. I wanted a wedding. Yeah. So I was really happy that we got some sort of wedding. Hmm. It was a bit weird. Her only white dress that she could get a hold of was her Princess Leia outfit. Yeah. So she did her hair like it. And Jack just thought it was ridiculous. But she's like, shut up, I'm a princess. (laughs) Which was sort of funny. It was very Liz Lemon-ish. Tony Bennett. Jack was able to get Tony Bennett to come to sing. So that was good. Uh, The wedding ring was some jewellery off a drug dealer that had just been shot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought that was probably a bit over the top. I would have preferred if Chris had got her something a little bit more sentimental. Do you think it was weird that Jenna, Liz's alleged best friend, that like they got into TGS together, wasn't invited or even told about the wedding? I've never understood why Liz was best friends with Jenna. Mm. I can see that they used to have a show and that they became successful because of each other, but Jenna was just such a bad person that is yeah. just so demanding and never gives Liz anything in return. Mm. But Liz does stay friends with her, and seeing as she says that she's her best friend, she probably should have invited her to her wedding, even if Jenna would probably have ruined it. Yeah. And Tracy and Kenneth weren't there either. Like, are you expecting, like, the whole everyone to be there for the wedding? Yeah, this isn't your classic TV wedding where everyone comes and it's reminisced old times. You maybe bring back some old characters. It was, I suppose... I appreciated just how odd and different Mm. it was, but I think it went a little too far. I think it was a bit silly. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. (laughs) It was okay. Okay, so then they sort of try to, amongst this, have a kid, trying to adopt a kid because fertility doesn't seem to be going too well with them. I like how Liz has always been really afraid of sex or just been a bit indifferent to it. She's too lazy to do it. Mm. And the fact that her and Chris are trying. It's just a real effort to her. Yeah. And he tries to spice it up, make it sexy. And she's like, oh, why would you do that? Like, sex on the couch. (laughs) Good one, Chris. Yeah. (laughs) But it turns out organization is her turn on. Yeah. I thought that was quite good, how she started sort of having that orgasm while organizing the timetable schedule. (laughs) But they decide to go with adoption so they can bring back Megan Mullally from, like, season three. Yeah. (laughs) For, like, about two very brief scenes. (laughs) Chris had a really good line when he reads the email from her that says something like curvybev2 at adoptionoffice.com. Yeah. And Chris says, huh, there must be two curvy bevs at the office. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think if she'd have just got a baby, like a cute baby or something at the end, you'd be like, oh, that's a nice baby. Babies are all right. Mm. I don't dislike babies. Mm. But that wouldn't really be that interesting for the show. Mm. The fact that she then had to get these older kids because they're less desirable Mm. at the adoption agencies and they turned out to be like Jenna and Tracy. Yeah. I thought it was really good because she basically yeah. has been raising them. That's yeah, her yeah, practice, yeah. taking care of Jenna and Tracy for the last seven years. So. Oh, that was really nice when they rocked up at the airport and 
you saw them just Tracy and Jenna like as little kids, and you're like, oh, that's great. That's a really good way to bring it around. Little Tracy's already making excuses for why he won't be able to go to school yeah. tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was a really good way to resolve that storyline. Mm. Should we talk a bit about the one, the only, Jack Donaghy? And uh, we know Dutchie's not a fan of Alec Baldwin, but because we are. Of his hair. Doesn't yeah. like the hair. Yeah. He likes his hair. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> his first storyline of the season is he wants to be CEO of the owners of NBC. But not Cable Town. No. You know, because he can't be CEO of Cable Town because there's some family things going on. So his job is to try and tank the network so that Cable Town have to sell it to a company where he can then more easily climb the ladder, I think is the plan. Yeah. And this reminded me of something I did. <laughs> uh, accidentally, accidentally to you. Um, you you have a bit of an edit of our podcast and, and listen to them before they go up. And my job was to type the descriptions and titles and get the photos <laughs> and stuff on the podcast. That was my job to do. And one of the podcasts, I can't remember which one it was, I apparently made a typo. Chronicle. A chronicle. What did I do? The intended title was to be <laughs> The Chronicle of Chronicle. Yeah. But Matt typed in the title The Chronicle or Chronicle. <laughs> so, right, you know, so, who are these two chronicles for what? Are we talking about the difference between it two chronicles and we pick our favourite? It was a typo. It was a typo. It wasn't like, I didn't think that was a <laughs> But type. that's what people would have been thinking okay. when they read this title that was so incorrect. Anyway, I got a call from you <laughs> saying, why have you said, oh, it's a mistake, I'll change it. And you're like, okay, that's the last one of them you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> So I haven't. Uh, so I got out of doing all that work by, by doing a bad job. Well, unfortunately for Jack, it backfires because the shows he comes up with that are supposed to be terrible are ratings gold mines. Yeah, my favourite of these was homonym. I thought that was really good. I think it was the writer's favourite too, because they mentioned it a lot. Like, it came back for multiple episodes. Well, because you've got Celebrity Homonym, Homonym India. It's a game show where you'll get given a word, and it could mean one of two things. So you might get given the word sail, and that could be the sail of a ship, or... Or the sail of a ship. (laughs) Yes, like as in selling the ship. So you have to say whichever one it is. And no matter what you say, it's always the other one. Yeah. And then on Celebrity Homonym, you've got John McEnroe just flipping out. Yeah. It's, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good show. I thought there was a real misjoke opportunity the episode after the homonym where Jack takes um, Liz to a political fundraiser, right, uh, to be her chump. <laughs> and then she goes... I thought you invited me to be your chump. And he goes, chump, I mean the bait that, like, fishers use. Oh, you meant the other meaning. I don't know why she didn't goes, oh, I got homonymed or something like that. Because he used a homonym in a real life. Yeah, I just thought they could have referenced that show. Anyway, if you're looking for a writer, if you've got a sitcom out there. uh... (laughs) Matt Noble, better than the 30 rock writers. Well, if the slipper fits. (laughs) So... 
I don't wear slippers. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> so that doesn't go well. There's also the show where he's God. <laughs> Was it God Cop? Yeah. I like it how his partner is constantly just asking about why things just don't make sense. Like, this hasn't been edited out. It's not just, yeah. this is, like, the raw cuts. Like, that's what makes it onto yeah. the TV. You're going, how does this even work? You're God. Why don't you just know the answer? Yeah. But there's another big story in Jack's arc this season. This is when his mum dies. Yes. He's a long-term uh, member of the show. And uh, she's been in it since season one. She's won Emmys for this role, playing Jack's mum. She's won at least one. Elaine Stritch. She's been rather disapproving of Jack's life, no matter how successful he is. Mm. She's always very critical of him. And no matter how far away she is, he can always feel her (laughs) impending judgment. I liked when this woman just walks up to Jack and says, Hi, I'm a nymphomaniac virgin widow, and I've just completed my one year of mourning. (laughs) What are you doing for the next 12 to 14 hours? Also, I have a latex allergy. (laughs) And it just all of a sudden he gets a call from his mum. He's like, ah, I knew you just somewhere you'd sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> a disapprove of me. Yeah. I think she's been great on this show. I've, I've really loved Elaine Strip. She won one Emmy for 30 Rock, but had four nominations. Did you like the way she died and that sort of arc? Well, I felt a little bit bad for Jack because he was going on a bit of a rant. Yeah. Not necessarily a kind rant at her when she died, so he might regret not having the kindest last words. Her last words were, I just want you to be happy, which Jack interprets as sarcastic, as just having a little jab at him. Yeah. The only people that just want to be happy are stupid people, Italians, high school teachers. (laughs) (laughs) Jack's always wanted more. Mm. But I guess over time he starts to realise that maybe... He's not happy, and maybe that's what he wants. I loved the eulogy. Scene, <laughs> yes. Um, when he was eulogizing it, because he was very stressed, like, oh, another way for me to disappoint my mum. And he just gets up there and goes, like, she created me so I could deliver the greatest eulogy of all time. <laughs> and then he just goes on this, like, it's just, I just loved every line in that. We see perhaps the biggest casting coup ever in 30 Rock history (laughs) when they get Kermit the Frog (laughs) to take part in the eulogy with Jack. What was his line, Kermit? I think his line was, thanks for explaining the afterlife to us, Kermit. (laughs) I like Colleen's death just for that. (laughs) Would you kill me if it meant Kermit would appear at my funeral? Oh, my. (laughs) Um... No, of course I wouldn't, of course I wouldn't. But if you happen to accidentally get in a horrible car crash... And Kermit happened to be nearby... (laughs) I'm going to check my brakes before I go home. Yeah. (laughs) And so Jack ends up actually becoming the CEO of Cable Town Mm. because they don't sell NBC, so he has to deal with this little family thing by going head-to-head with... Will Arnett and Chloe Grace Moretz. What a threesome. <laughs> you got, like, a 50-year-old man, a gay man, and, like, a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> uh, probably, like, 14 or 15, actually. <laughs> One can only hope. Uh, 
I, I'd forgotten Chloe Grace Moretz was in 30 Rock. She That wasn't her first appearance. Yeah, she plays the granddaughter, is it? Mm. Of Hank Hooper. And the only one smart enough in his family to be able to inherit Cable Town. <laughs> and I thought that was a pretty good episode. He teams up with Devin Banks, Will Arnett, mm. to try and show that she's not related. Then it turns out he was really working with Chloe Grace Moretz, but it turns out that Jack knew all along, mm. and he ends up winning that position. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty pretty good episode. Yeah, the tables turned a couple of times, there's some moves, yeah. <laughs> and Chloe Grace Moretz, another great job from her. Mm. And, and Will Arnett, Stephen Banks here, another character who's been with the show since season one, bringing mm. him back for the final season. So another major character on the show, Jenna. Mm. Turns out that she held the key to who won the presidential election. Yes. I thought this was a bit silly. It was going on around the time of the election. I thought it was kind of interesting how they said, oh, it's going to come down to this little district and these people are such a fan of Jenna that she'll be able to sway the election. And then Obama won by, like, such an easy margin. <laughs> yeah. Well, we covered the election. Yeah. We were we were doing election coverage live, and it did not come down to North Florida. A fictional character on <laughs> control of North Florida. <laughs> it didn't even come down to that. They, they'd already declared the presidency before Florida was even called. They didn't call Florida for Obama until, like, two weeks after the election. So, uh, yeah. This is, I guess, the trouble of trying to write a timely episode before the election that would also, yeah. I thought that was a bit silly, but I did like the debate where Mm. Liz is trying to pitch her argument for Jenna siding with the Democrats Jack with the Republicans, yeah. and at the end of Jack's speech, he just starts rambling. It's, it's like a non-coherent sentence, but with just stuff that sounded good. Yeah. And it's like, and so for the sake of America, democracy and the working people, unite and vote Republican. Like, the sentence yeah, didn't yeah, make sense, yeah. but she was just like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good, the debate scene. But I agree, I didn't really like the whole, like, Jenna deciding the election. It just was a bit too unbelievable. Now, we had a wedding this season. We had the second. Jenna gets married as well. Yeah. Right on the back of Jack's great eulogy. Well, she gets married to Will Forte, who yeah. changes his name to Jenna Maroney. Yeah. So Mr. and Mrs. Jenna Maroney's mm. get married. I don't think I've ever really been a fan of this. Like, it makes sense that Jenna is just so narcissistic and egotistical that she would want to get married to herself. So she gets married to a man that is a Jenna Maroney impersonator. Hmm. But I think just the story and all the jokes around it have been a little bit weird and a bit hit and miss for me. Was Will Forte not available much this season? Yeah, after the wedding episode, I don't think we see him again. I don't think we saw him much beforehand either. Yeah, I think they're a great couple and I sort of... So that was a good way to end Jenna's story, I guess, with him. But I didn't really enjoy watching much of it. Like, so yeah, it all makes sense. It's sort of, I guess, a good idea. But let's get to the the Tracy and Jack stuff. Now, one of our other favorite characters, Kenneth. Kenneth. This season, not a page. He's a janitor. I didn't like that. 
He's Kenneth the Page. I want to see him as a page, not as a janitor. But that gives you something to root for, because you think, well, he'll be, eventually become a page again. Yeah. And he still does the same stuff he does anyway. He still just gets Tracy and Jenner everything they need. Mm. Didn't really change the character a lot. Yeah, I prefer him as a page. <laughs> and he has a girlfriend this season. Hazel. Hazel. I don't even remember them getting together. At the end of last season. I, didn't, I can't remember I last can't remember season. Them getting... I hated Hazel. You said that in the last podcast. It's a bit weird because she plays a similar-ish character to the character on Flight of the Concords, where she's a bit of this weird stalker. Hmm. And I thought she was fairly funny in that. But I can't stand her in 30 Rock. She almost ruins every episode she's in. She overshadows everyone way too much. Like, yeah. She's I, over I don't, the top and obnoxious. Like she doesn't I didn't like my dynamic to the group. Yeah, I didn't like her own jokes, and I didn't like the fact that she was going out with Kenneth. I thought, what does Kenneth see in her? I, I want this to end. Yeah. I didn't get it either. Especially because she didn't really care for Kenneth. Yeah. So Kenneth doesn't have too much of an on-running story, but we get a couple of developments, including meeting Ron. The, the Ron that he's talked about for many seasons... His mum's friend that he doesn't like. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have to go outside and play while my mum's friend Ron is over. Yeah. Uh, Ron? Brian Cranston! Yeah, three-time Emmy winner. <laughs> Heisenberg himself. I really liked him. I thought he was really funny. We all thought that, like, when Kenneth made those jokes, I have to go play outside while Ron's over. Probably thought, like, it's probably because they wanted to have sex, right? Maybe they were, like... Making crystal meth or something. Why <laughs> they were sending Ken out inside. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, good to see that he can do a comedic role uh, as well as his dramatic mm. stuff from Breaking Bad. And then someone would say, was from Malcolm in the Middle? But I never really liked Malcolm in the Middle. He was pretty good in Malcolm in the Middle, though. You know, I just thought the oldest brother in Malcolm in the Middle looks a lot like Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, he does a bit. Doesn't really have much to do with 30 Rock, I just thought. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tracy, he makes a movie. I think it's called Aunt Fatso. Mm. And he plays a rather large, aging black lady mm. that is a little bit stereotypical. And in the film, there is a villain named Jack Donaghy. They don't even bother to change the name. It just is Jack Donaghy. Jack's a little upset, finds this a bit slanderous. But it turns out the film nets Tracy $50 million from Atlanta alone. So he decides to invest that money in making a new movie. And he decides the most irresponsible thing to do would be make a boring biopic written by Tufa. Yeah. I thought it was really good when he tries to make this Harriet Tubman film and Octavia Spencer is the main actress and she's exactly like Tracy. She's just a nightmare to deal with and Tracy sees what it's like. To be Liz Lemon. I thought that was really good. I thought that was really funny. Yes, forget the help. The peak of Octavia Spencer's career, guest starring on 30 Rock. Yeah. I feel like I could say that about a lot of people that have guest starred on 30 Rock. I think they do well with their guest stars. Yeah. Not just in terms of getting people. Like, 30 Rock has a lot of pull. They get some very A-list people, and they get a lot of them. Mm. And I think the roles they get are usually pretty funny. 
Oh, and just uh, backpedaling a bit, that episode with uh, Will Arnett, Chloe Grace Moretz, and uh, Alec Baldwin all doing the power plays. Steve Buscemi oh, from yes. Mortal Empire was in on that action too. Like, it was really, what a great episode for actors. Like, I think he's another one that's been around. The, yeah, he's playing the private detective, yeah. Len. Yeah. So it's good to see that Tony Rock has been able to keep these people around. Obviously, mm. they like the show, like mm. coming back. Well, they get paid a lot. Yeah. I think if 30 Rock was rating well enough to pay them, they'd probably still be on the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk now about the series final. How did 30 Rock wrap this up? Was it a good episode? You, you look at a show like MASH. So I'm for 11 years, it's final, goodbye, farewell and amen. Top rating episode of TV show of all time. Got a place on TV history bookshelf, whatever it is. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of pressure on a show when they have a final episode. Yeah. No exception with three-time Emmy winner 30 Rock. What are you thinking, Jonathan? Well, the final was a double episode. Are we, are we including those together as the same episode? They aired back-to-back. Back. Let, let's say yes. We didn't even let's get the credits. They go to go to the credits, and then it's like, no, put that away. Like, it's sort of a joke, and then the episode yeah. keeps going. I'll say, let's count them collectively. Okay. But if you hated everything in the last half of it, I'd say maybe, like, <laughs> don't say it was a great final. So if we're counting the double episode as the finale, I actually thought the episode before that, episode 11... Could have been a reasonable finale in its own right. Because that's the episode where the show TGS finishes. It, it wraps up there, or at least so you think. And we get a lot of resolution in Liz's storyline. That's the episode where she meets the kids at yeah, the airport. That are Tracy and Jenna. So I would have thought that could have been a really good thing to have in the finale. Jack becomes CEO. Yeah. Kenneth becomes president of the network. Yeah. Like, I think they've wrapped up the stories pretty well. I, I When I saw episode 11, I thought that would, have been, that would have been a good final. Yeah. But they decided to do a bit more. And I thought some of the stuff with Liz struggling to be the stay-at-home mum, getting into arguments with people on the internet, was quite funny. I thought Jack getting all depressed and turning out that becoming CEO didn't really make him happy. I thought, oh, that's a bit of a downer. How are they going to resolve this? I don't really like that. I did like that we got to see a few scenes of Kenneth being the president, though. As much as that could have been a good end, the fact that we got to see him in the role of president uh, was quite good. And so having the plot device where there's this $30 million penalty if they get to, is it 100 episodes or 150 episodes? Hmm. So there has to be one more episode of TGS. I think it was quite a good plot device in terms of being able to get all the characters together. Let's do one last show. Yeah. We've got to get everyone here. We're doing one last show. I like that too. Were you disappointed there wasn't enough Lutz in the final of 30 Rock? So much Lutz. (laughs) The stuff about the picking lunch was a little strange because I never really liked Lutz. I, I know you're not supposed to like Lutz, but even the jokes at Lutz's expense, I never thought were one of the best things about 30 Rock. And then you have the bit where Lutz goes, I just want to make you feel like you made me feel the last seven years. Mm. And you kind of think, oh, there's actually a bit of sort of redemption for Lutz. You feel a bit sorry. But then everyone just sort of like doesn't care about Lutz afterwards anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't think in a series finally you devote time on a filler storyline. Oh, you got you got two whole episodes, though. 
<laughs> I, don't know, I just think that was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> is Blimpies a real place? That wasn't a good ad for them. If it, if it is, so it seems like it is. Yeah, it is. the website says America's Sub Shop. It seems a bit of like a poor man's Subway, perhaps. Yeah, like even in the pictures, the bread looks stale. Like, you know how in the pictures all the burgers look really nice and then you order it, it's not the same? Even on the pictures on the Blimpy's website, the bread looks really stiff. Yeah. You can own a Blimpy for $5,000. It says on the website. Oh, my gosh. Blimpy's not doing any better out of our podcast than they did out of the 30 Rock. Yeah, that great 30 Rock ad for Blimpy's and us. Our great bitch for Blimpy's. Uh, I'm sure you'll be... Chomping at the bit <laughs> to take up that offer. <laughs> I don't really like the Jack not being happy being CEO stuff. But I think at least it led to a pretty good scene on a boat. Which I just there's this great line Jack's got in the season final. For the first time in my life, I don't know what I need. Maybe I'll buy a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the bit on the boat where he hints that he's going to say that he loves Liz Lemon. Yeah. But he has to give this whole spiel yeah. about what that means exactly and how yeah. she should not confuse yeah. it with certain other things. I uh, thought that was a great scene on the boat. It was quite funny and touching at the same time. He's like, I'm going to go and I don't know how long I'll be, but I've got to discover myself. And then he sails off. And then he goes, wait! <laughs> and then he just turns around the back and goes, I have an idea! <laughs> a see-through dishwasher! <laughs> <laughs> He's discovered himself. <laughs> I just thought that was classic Jack Lottie. And also, not just like classic that that's what he thinks, but like very efficient. Like his voyage of self-discovery, he's able to complete in 30 seconds. And then, yes. So how does it end? Where do they all end up? Mm. When the show is done. Mm. Pete Hornberger has faked his own death <laughs> and he's like living somewhere and his family find him. <laughs> so they get in the car, go on. That's really funny. I thought that was really good. Grizz is on Liz's new TV show. Yeah. Feel a bit bad for .com. <laughs> yeah. But it looks like .com's directing or something, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think .com's involved. So .com, Grizz and Liz are all doing a show together on NBC, so that's good. She seems pretty happy with Chris and the kids. Yeah, Chris and the kids, all going well. Jenna is pretending to win Tonys. Like, she's just going up... She's Kanye Westing people, I guess, like, <laughs> going up on award stages and pretending she's won or... Yeah, that was a bit silly. Tracy's father comes back. <laughs> that's it. That's it. What is Tracy doing in the future? His dad finally comes home from buying cigarettes. Yeah. Jack seems to be a bit happier as a CEO now, perhaps because of his see-through dishwasher. He was always more happy with the GE stuff than he was with the NBC stuff, to be fair. Yeah. It seemed like his passion was the microwaves, was the household white goods. I always thought that Jack would end up with someone as well, mm. like Liz. In fact, he's probably had more girlfriends that have been in recurring episodes than Liz has had boyfriends. But I wasn't a huge fan of any of those girlfriends, and Jack doesn't end up with any of them. So I thought it was a bit weird that he was 
on his own. I mean, a sexy secretary or assistant walks in at the end. But I don't think they could have just introduced someone for him to be with in the final few episodes. They would have had to do it at the very start of the season, maybe. I think when he divorced Avery, I thought that's probably it for Jack with relationships. Though he does, in the season final, in his pursuit of happiness, uh, reconnect with Julianne Moore and Selma Hayek, two characters that I thought weren't very good in 30 Rock, (laughs) but I actually did like that scene where they have a threesome together. (laughs) That was really funny. It was such a good threesome. He got rid of both of their annoying accents. Yes, yes. And they were both the most religious girls that he went out with too, which was pretty funny as well. Yeah. So he seems happy enough. Yeah. And uh, then you've got Kenneth, who's the president of NBC, which I think was a really nice ending for Kenneth to end him as the president of NBC. Now, did the whole series take place in a snow globe? Is that what the last scene was telling us? Was none of it real? Was all of it a pitch by a Liz Lemon played by someone other than Tina Fey to Kenneth, the NBC president? I think that is literally what happened. Now, this is obviously a reference to the St. Elsewhere medical drama final. Now, if you haven't seen St. Elsewhere and you don't want St. Elsewhere spoilers, <laughs> you can... Uh, if you're lucky yeah. enough to have heard of St. Elsewhere <laughs> yes. and you don't want it spoiled. It was on for like seven years or whatever. Anyway, the series final ended with it all, the whole series having taken place inside the snow globe of an autistic child or something like that. Hmm. So they're obviously referencing that. Do you think this is a clever reference do you think it... Did you like the snow globe scene or did you just think it was silly? If I were to take it seriously and say, yes, none of this was ever supposed to have happened, I think that's a bit annoying. But if you just look at it as it's just a joke at the end to sort of parody that or yeah. show like Roseanne where they have those kind yeah, of yeah. endings and the fact that this is sort of a self-referential yeah. show to begin with because... Liz Lemon, Tina Fey, did work on a similar show, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And you look at it like it's just a bit of another in-joke. Yeah. Then I thought it was like a sort of funny thing to have at the end of the episode. Yeah. I probably would have rathered it not be there. Yeah. Uh, just because I, th- I don't like it when shows do that sort of thing at the end. But tongue was firmly in cheek. Yes. It was just another joke. I don't have a huge problem like I would have if I was a St. Elsewhere fan. <laughs> like, uh, it is a reference. It is, it, it, And 30 Rock is quite Saturday Night Live type humour anyway, where it's just jokes and punchlines and, you know, vignettes and things. So I was okay with it, but I didn't really like I would have rather it had not been there. Where do you think this ranks on, like, of the series finals? Like, is this a great series final? Is this a... I thought for the most part it resolved a lot of the storylines and gave the characters the endings that I felt like they deserved and I wanted for them. Mm. And in terms of just the humour, I thought it was one of the funnier episodes of the season. So I was really satisfied with the final, but I guess there wasn't anything that made it really stand out and make me go, oh, this has to be recognised as one of the great season finals. Yeah. I actually, with the series final, I thought some things worked really well. Jack and Liz on the boat. Some of the things they wrapped up I thought were good. But I think a lot of stuff didn't work in the final too. 
I did not think this was a great final. I was actually probably a little more disappointed than impressed by it. Should we give 30 Rock Season 7 a verdict? Yeah, let's do it. Hit us up. 30 Rock Season 7, I was really hoping it would be a good one. At the start of the season, it wasn't looking good. I didn't like some of the early episodes. Way too much hazel. A lot of hazel, ruining a lot of episodes. But it started to pick up in the back half. I mean, the whole time Tracy's delivering his one-liners, I really like Tracy. I think he was consistently pretty good. But I think when we got into some of the Liz and Chris storylines, that was a bit better. Some of the Jack and Liz things. I like the conversation with them on the bed together in Florida. It definitely picked up in the back half. And I'd say the last three were the strongest episodes of the season. So I was really glad that it picked up and it gave the series, I think, the finale that it deserved. And I might be being a little generous because this is my last chance to rate 30 Rock, but I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10, okay. I thought the first half of the season was not great. I, I just think, yeah, too much Hazel. I wasn't loving like quite a few of the plot lines and things like that. I think it did pick up at the end where we've got the Jack's mum dying and the eulogy stuff. That was fantastic. Then the Jack versus Devon versus Chloe Grace Moretz power struggle. I thought that was just probably the best episode of the season. I think that was just fantastic. And I thought the uh, penultimate episode was really good too. So I think, like, you're hitting more home runs. You, you just putting together better stories the second half of the season than the first. And the final, again, I think bits of it worked, bits of it didn't, a bit of a hodgepodge of <laughs> things. So I am going to give the final season of 30 Rock a 7 out of 10. So we've done something else that's a little exciting. Mm. We've, uh, we've both, since it's the end of 30 Rock, and we're saying goodbye to 30 Rock, we've both written a list of our favourite 10 episodes of 30 Rock. Yes. And um, these will be not ranked, but in order of... Uh, it'll be interesting to see which ones double up and which ones uh, don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I think maybe if we take turns reading out like episode names on our list, that could be fun. Okay. My first one is Jack Tour, the episode where Jack Donaghy... He has to act in a scene of TGS. I think that's. I just think that's so funny. Him trying to act. Now that is the first episode on my list. Oh! <laughs> I really like that episode. Jack is so confident. He's such a good speaker. But then in front of the camera, he becomes so awkward. And I love how they had to do like a hundred takes to piece together that thirty-second ad. And then he even forgets how to walk once he yeah. gets on stage. I thought that was a really good episode. It's very funny. Well, how about you start with the second one, because we might have the exact same list. <laughs> the second episode on my list is Jack Meets Dennis. I don't really remember exactly what happens in this episode. I just know that I really like Jack and I really like Dennis. Mm. And I think I remember the introduction to Dennis being one of his best episodes. Was well, the beeper salesman. Is yeah. trying to sell beepers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, very good. Well, that's not the next one on my list. My next one is Fireworks, which is the first Devon Banks episode where we meet uh, Will Arnett's character and Jack and him start that rivalry 
uh, and he starts hitting on Kenneth, and Jack uses Kenneth as the <laughs> as the sort of pawn in the game. Which I think is funny, and it ends with the great fireworks scene, but it ends up looking like a terrorist attack because they're just <laughs> launching these explosions in Rockefeller Plaza <laughs> on a day that's not the Fourth of July. So I think that's pretty funny. Well, that wasn't on my list. The next episode on mine is Rosemary's Baby. Okay. Looking up the episode description, there was some stuff that I didn't really like that much, but it has the therapy scene between Jack and Tracy. And Jack does this impression of Tracy and Tracy and does all these people, and it is absolutely hilarious. I think it's one of the not only funniest scenes of 30 Rock, but funniest things I've seen on TV. This is perhaps the greatest scene of 30 Rock, I, w- I would argue. It's so funny. It, it pretty much single-handedly won Alec Baldwin and Emmy for season two of yeah. the show. He submitted that episode. That's his really only big scene in it. Yeah, incredible. Incredible. Um, my next one, I'm still in season one, so you're going to be the head oh, of me. Oh, no. Um, Cleveland, the episode where Liz and Floyd moved to Cleveland. <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny, all the comparisons why Cleveland's better than New York City. I just thought that was really funny. I thought all the storylines works. And I actually thought, like, uh, Tracy isn't in the episode much, but one of the funniest Tracy things, where he goes incognito, and you just see him in the background a lot. Like, he's just sneaking around Cleveland. Like, he's escaped to (laughs) Cleveland. And there's a Cleveland song, and I just think that's really funny. So, yeah, Cleveland, I just thought, is a great episode that probably often gets overlooked. (laughs) Oh, and obviously, uh, my next one is Rosemary's Baby, which we've already talked about. All right. Well, the next one on my list is, I believe, the season two finale, Cooter, where Jack joins the government. And for some reason, Matt doesn't like the Matthew Broderick guest star. It is the funniest guest star role in the history of 30 Rock. It was so funny. There's like a leak in the roof. And Jax complains about the leak, and he says, there is no leak. I'll watch it again, but I... I He's like, what do you mean? I'm getting dripped on. He's like, no, we had a government inquiry into it. There's no leak. Yeah, that sounds pretty funny. I'll watch it again. I wasn't wasn't wowed with Cuda. (laughs) My next one is uh, from season two. Episode 210 is what it's called. (laughs) Episode 210. This was during the writers' strike. The writers must have struck... After the episode was done, but before they'd given it a title. Uh, <laughs> so episode 210. This one, I think Liz is going out with someone or something. Kenneth uh, thinks he might have to go back to Georgia because he's sick of things. And the thing I love about this episode is at the end, they bring it all together by singing Midnight Train to Georgia with Gladys Pip. In This is probably my favourite 30 Rock scene where all the characters, sit, like even Jack and Needy Falco, have a bit up in the office. I just think it was a brilliant bringing all the storylines together moment in this great musical sort of way. Matt loves his musicals. I love the musicals. If done well. Well, that was not on my list. The next on mine, I believe from season three, is called Retreat to Move Forward, Ooh. where Jack brings Liz along on a business retreat and at the end, he goes into the bathroom to give himself a pump-up speech, mm. but he doesn't realise his microphone is on, and everyone hears him saying, you're a lion, you're not a pussy, you're a lion. 
and in order to save Jack, Liz jumps on stage and says, Ha ha, I got you. I was just backstage doing my Jack Donaghy impression. <laughs> and then does a dance and, like, takes a, opens up a shirt and shows a bra. Just, it was very silly, very over the top, and it was, it was a really good sort of buddy moment seeing what she would do to save Jack. Yeah. Now, like, I'm just remembering that one now. That is a good one. But, like, I'm not going to amend my list. <laughs> well, my next one is the episode after episode 210. So I'm still in season two. <laughs> Milf Island. <laughs> I love this episode. It's uh, Jack's watched a new reality show on NBC called Milf Island. And it's I just love all the scenes from this show. It is a bunch of milfs with a bunch of, like, what is it, eighth graders or something like that, <laughs> or like competing to go out with the milk. It's just so ridiculous and over the top. I just think it's so funny. And then you've got, I think, a really good second layer to the to the show where you've got there's been a leak and Liz has to find out who made the leak and that turns into a... Re- it mirrors what's going on in Milf Island. Like, they're all, like, doing the same strategy and backstabbing and things. So I just thought that was really clever. So Milf, Milf Island is my next one. Well, you're still in season two. I'm now up to season five. I'm a bit ahead of you. <laughs> the next episode on my list is Future Husband. Okay. It's the episode where Liz has been in a dentist's office... And she's been on some drugs, and somehow she's got a phone number which she has called Future Husband. And when she meets up with the person that she thinks is going to be the future husband, it's Wesley Snipes. Not the actor Wesley Snipes, a middle-aged, boring, irritating white guy. Oh! Played by Michael Sheen. Oh, yes. And there are just so many good jokes around this guy having the name Wesley Snipes. Yes. How much Liz... And him hate each other, even though they're supposed to be future husband and wife, is a really, really classic episode. Oh, I, I'm now disappointed in myself for not including some Wesley Snipes uh, <laughs> in my list. Uh, so I do apologise. Okay, my uh, next episode is from season three. Apollo, Apollo. This is the season where Jack is celebrating his 50th birthday and he's watching home videos of himself that inspired him to recreate one of the happiest moments he had as a young boy, which is something to do with the moon landing, isn't it? He gets the... I can't really remember exactly. I just remember loving the episode. Dean, uh, uh, Liz's ex... Um, Dennis. Dennis returns <laughs> to come clean about his addiction and to... Uh, I, there's just some really funny things because he stirs up drama between Liz and uh, Jenna about that. Uh, sort of, I think saying he had a sex addiction and slept with Jenner or something like that. <laughs> I think there's some great stuff in there about him saying all this, like, I know he's still attractive to me, but, uh, you know, it's over and things <laughs> like that. Well, the next episode on my list is Live Show. Oh. <laughs> Matt doesn't like the live shows. No. I liked both of the live shows. They did one in season five, one in season six. I thought the one in season five was really good. It's where we basically get to see the episode of TGS and what's going on backstage and it was all recorded live. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a really good episode because they got to be sort of a lot of uh, meta jokes, if you will, about the shows and something that just sort of stood out within the uh, list of 30 Rock episodes. Mm. My next one is the episode that aired after live show. It's called Reaganing. 
And this is the episode where Jack Donaghy is trying to Reagan. <laughs> it's like pitching a no-hitter throughout the day. Yes. There's some good stuff about Damon, and I just love the stuff with Kelsey Grammer in the Reaganing episode. A great Jack episode with some great contributions from Kelsey Grammer. We haven't crossed over in a bit. I'm thinking this could be on your list. An episode from season six, Leap Day. An episode about the fictional public holiday of Leap Day. It only comes around once every four years. And the backstory behind that and just how into it everyone gets, I think, is, is really, really entertaining. That's the next episode on my list, Leap Day. We've met. Yep, Leap Day's the next one on my list. <laughs> Very good. What's your next one? I think I'll say this just in one go. The rest of my list is the last three episodes of season seven. So the, the double season final and the one preceding that. Uh, a Goon's Deed in a Weary World, Hogcock slash Last Lunch. It's just these yeah, two episodes. Okay, yeah, okay, I just yeah, counted yeah, Hogcock yeah. and Last yes, Lunch as yes. well. Okay, very good. Very good. Okay. And uh, my last one is The Tuxedo Begins, uh, where you've got Liz Lemon becoming the Joker and Jack Donaghy becoming Batman. I think that was a really good one. So... There you go. Um, I am tempted to uh, to bump Tuxedo or Apollo Apollo, though, for uh, that Wesley Snipes episode. I think you can talk me around on that. And maybe the one with Chloe Grace Moretz this season was very good, too. So you can maybe... Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm swapping it. I'm getting... Scrap Tuxedo, scrap Apollo Apollo, put the Wesley Snipes episode and the Game Over episode from this season. So if you've done that... We've had overlap with four episodes. So Screen Verdict is declaring the four best episodes of 30 Rock. I really like that game over. So if we wanted a five, just to make it five for some reason. Well, I think the last season is too heavily represented. Oh, wait, no, it isn't. It's it not represented. Any. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Would be Jack Tor, Rosemary's Baby, Future Husband, Leap Day, and Game Over. Yeah, I think the five greatest episodes of 30 Rock. There you go. <laughs> Although you could have caught, brought me around on a Goon's D in a weary world instead of Game Over. Uh, which do I prefer, that or Game Over? Probably a Goon's Deed in a weary yeah, world. Yeah, let's go Goon's Deed, actually. All right, we've replaced the fifth one <laughs> <laughs> with a Goon's Deed in a weary world. Yeah. The definitively <laughs> the five <laughs> best episodes of 30 Rock. You're welcome. So, I think that's a wrap. No housekeeping. Yeah. Don't have no time for housekeeping. No. Slash, there might not be any. Yeah. We hope you like 30 Rock, and we hope you like the podcast. Mm. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.